Ramblers, let's get rambling. of Ramble with Russell, episode 686 of my podcast, Home Intelligent Rambling, right here on Talk Show Network, one of the longest-running single-hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show. Another show, a lot of great show lined up for you today as summer is winding down here in the southern, southern part of Ontario when we are creeping towards the fall. It's only a matter of time, kiddies, for Halloween stuff starts starts showing up in dollar stores. You're saying, so, well, no, Russ, it's way too early. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just a matter of time. Got lots of great things to talk about on this ep- season of this episode of the show. Hope you stick with me. Uh, and as the time of this recording, the, uh, the writer's strike and the actor's strike is still going on, people. Man, it's dragon, 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 dragon. And it looks like uh, it's still, at this time, this recording, no end in sight. And I, I, I <laughs> just pretty well end it. And and we'll see how it goes. But it's just, you know, it's the way it is. What's well, not on strike, though, is me. <laughs> and we've got lots of things to talk about. So I'm going to start things off the show today with a trip back to the past, past, past. To the sci-fi past. <laughs> but with a new twist. With the animated 4K, animated Blu-ray review of Babylon 5. The Road Home. Well, we can take a trip back to the Babylon 5 universe for old friends and possibly a new beginning. Courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. And then speaking of blast to the past and a trip to the past again, it we celebrate the 30th anniversary of this release. You have my 4K animated Blair review of Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. So a 4K release of a classic Batman movie. And we're keeping with the superhero today. It's going to be a lot of superhero stuff. As we go from the world of Batman to the world of The Flash. For the for my Blu-ray review of The Flash. The ninth and final season of one of the longest running Arrowverse shows. You'll have my take on not only the final season. But just overall how I think The Flash ended its run. Literally. And then we go from that version of The Flash to the cinematic version of The Flash. And this movie <laughs> has been, man, it got delayed and delayed and delayed. And it's, and, I, and I've been wanting to watch it, not for not for Ezra, but for good old Michael Keaton. Uh, you have my 4K Blu-ray movie review of The Flash movie, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Did I like this movie? Did I consider it the bomb and the flop that it was? In the theaters, well, keep listening to the end of the show and that last review, and you'll find out what I thought of this movie. So I'm going to take a quick musical interlude right up the first review of the show. My 4K animated movie review for this episode is Babylon 5, the Road Home, courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this video to review for the podcast. The opinions I express are my own. Now, this 
is a big follow-up to the Babylon 5 TV show. And I'll be straight with you, Ramblers. I watch a lot of sci-fi. I try, but there's only one Russ, and there's a lot of sci-fi out there. And Babylon 5 is one of those shows, it's like, I'll get to it eventually. It, it's, 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 you know, right up there with a few of them that I've heard about, but, like, Farscape, that I just <laughs> haven't had a chance to get to. But I'm always curious to see 4K animation. And when this came up, I thought, yeah, I'll check it out. And, and I've always been a fan of Bruce Boxleitner. Now, if you go back in the archives of the show, back in the old Fan Expo days, I had a chance to talk to Bruce uh, on the show floor, and he was just a treat. He was so fun to talk to. And, and I was curious to see how he could return to a character that he hasn't talked about in a lot of years. And what's interesting about this movie is that since, you know, the, the final episodes there, because I think they had like a, a, so many seasons and a few TV movies, a lot of the original voice actors, a lot of original actors who were in the show have died. So what they did with this, t this animated movie is they brought back voice actors to imitate the characters of the actors that are no longer with us. Which is an interesting concept. Now, I said, I'm, I'm not a big Babylon 5 person, so I, I can't really judge, oh, well, they, these voice actors that that did it, man, they they are spot on to the original actors. They did such a good tribute. I don't know. All right? So you guys, you Babylon 5ers, you can be the judge and go, oh, yeah, right on the money. So, But the main ones for a lot of the show do come back. I mean, you have, of course, Bruce Boxliner comes back, as well as Claudia Christian, uh, Peter Jurassic, good old Bill Mummy, Danger Will Robinson, Danger, Tracy Scoggins, and Patricia Tallman. So they all return to the respective roles. And the animation style, you know, it's funny. I don't know, maybe Warner Brothers, it's just they like this style now. This is like, this is the style we want. It's very similar to Metapocalypse. It's very similar to the new uh, DC Universe movies. That, that same kind of flattish kind of animation. There's probably a better word for it, but I'm going with flattish. And and the this this animated movie kind of says, okay, we're gonna pick up after all the TV show was finished. And this is like a soft reboot because the character of, of of John Sheridan he kind of goes on a time hopping journey through a lot of the past history of the show. This is where like if you're a fan, you're like, oh, he went there, and oh, he's going to this moment, and he's being this character, and yada yada yada. It's so exciting. But 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 I got the general concept of it, and it's a fun movie. I like hearing Bruce, you know, again. And and I if I was you know a, a Babylon Five person, I'd probably appreciate this more. Uh, voice actors, though, you do have Phil Lamar as Dr. Stephen Franklin. Good old Phil Lamar, man. He'll always be Green Lantern to me in Justice League. And he's he's done so much voice work. So that's cool that he's in it. And and so you, you have a... It's, it's a neat premise. It reminds me of something I've seen before, but I can't place it. And, and the way it ends, it gives the show a bit of a soft reboot. So maybe, like, you know, if we want to bring it back... We could just do this voice work and maybe, you know, do a soft reboot. And I know Babylon 5 fans want it. I mean, it's cheaper to do animation. You can do things in animation you can't do in live action unless you spend a heck of a lot of money. So that's up to you. Uh, extras, not a lot, but there are some good ones. You actually get commentary by the creator, writer, executive producer, J. Michael Straczynski, who is no stranger to sci-fi, and Bruce Boxleitner. 
and supervising producer Rick Morales. So, yay! Finally, an animated thing with commentary. Huzzah! Why couldn't I have more of this? And then a feature at Babylon 5 Forever, which has all the, the, vo the, the, the voice actors and some of the people, like original cast members and the ones in person cast members coming back, talking about bringing the show back and what it was like to do these voices. Now I tried to honor them, and they did in the credits and <laughs> points to them for doing that. So that's that. But that's kind of it. That's your extras. For 4K, 4K animation is the bomb, folks. I mean, it really has that sharpness, clearness that just regular Blu-ray doesn't have. And it's a nice chapter. Does this make me want to go back and say, you know what, I need to start from Babylon 5 from the beginning, watch it all the way through, watch all the, the movies and stuff to get a real appreciation of this. Maybe kind of. Yeah, I said it's, it's been on my list, right, with Farscape and a few others, of sci-fi shows that I, I know they've been popular, they've looked pretty good, it's just, <laughs> I, I time to watch everything. Maybe. And maybe we will inspire others to do so. But... It is interesting, and I think definitely worth checking out. And the time travel stuff is, you know, time travel. So that is my take of Babylon 5, The Road Home on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Times are changed, times are strange Here I come but I ain't the same Baby, I'm coming home Times go by, seem to be It could have been a better friend to me yeah. Baby, I'm coming home Took me in and you drove me out, yeah, you had me hypnotized, yeah. Lost and found and turned around by the fire in your eyes. You made me cry, you told me lies, but I can't stand to say goodbye, yeah. Baby, I'm coming home. I could be right, I could be wrong I'm so bad, it's been so long, yeah Baby, I'm coming home Selfish love, yeah, we're both alone The right before the fall But I'm gonna take this heart of stone I just gotta have it all Every day we've been apart And I don't care about the sunshine 
Courtesy of the great folks at Warner Bros. Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Bros. Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this 4K Blu-ray to review for the program. The opinions I express are my own. Now this release marks the 30th anniversary of this movie and the first time this has hit 4K. And it's funny, this film, I have bought this film, I, like I've got a copy of this film in all of its verse, all of its versions. Back in the day, I got it on D, on uh, good old VHS with old clamshells, and then I rebought it again on DVD. Then I bought, got it again on Blu-ray, and now I have it again in 4K. So I have watched this movie in all its iterations. The only thing I missed was the theatrical release, which was very brief. With this, this movie is of course based on Batman the Animated Series, and was released shortly after. Like, like you know, the 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 show had a few runs on on tv and this movie marks a a kind of more mature kind of more violent side of 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 this particular universe because you know back on tv there are limitations you know you can only show so much violence blood was kind of taboo where in in this film you you know it gets a little bit of blood but it's a little bit of adult humor, and I always thought that was kind of cool that they did that. Of course, Kevin Conroy is your voice of Batman in this, and it and it's this movie's now even more poignant since he passed away and on back in November of last year, and and I'm kind of glad to see this getting the 4K treatment, and and I'm looking at it now. I do have the Blu-ray version of this somewhere in my collection. Unfortunately, Ramblers at this time of the recording. My collection is um, not as organized as I'd like it to be. It, uh, the grand shelving has not happened uh, yet. And so a lot of my my live video collection of Blu-rays, DVDs, 4Ks now, it, it's scattered across many bins. I don't know where my Blu-ray copy is. So I couldn't give you a, an exact comparison of you know how much better the picture is compared to the old Blu-ray version that I have somewhere. But watching this in 4K, I mean, you're talking a 30-year-old film that was not made probably for 4K back in the day. It still looks good. And the story, I have watched this movie so many times. And it still holds up and is one of Conroy's like best performances as Batman. And you think of this guy's career. It's amazing. He had the voice of Batman for over 30 years which is um, the longest run anyone's ever done the character for. Second, you know, the only one that even comes close to, you know, voicing this character as long as Conroy was good old, you know, back in the Super Friends day. <laughs> I love Super Friends. Da -da -da. It was the, the actor who played Batman in those cartoons. So next to Kevin Conroy... He's the only other guy that has played that character for such a long stretch of time. And that's impressive. Because, you know, 
not a lot of people can say that. And I don't know if anybody will even get to the point. And, and, I, and I wish I could have met him at a convention. He is, is going to go on my list of people I've always wanted to interview. But sadly, just I was never at the right convention at the right time to talk to him. And I, I'm, I feel sorry that I missed that experience because he, he looks like he was very fan friendly, really, you know, enjoyed the role. And, and with his passing, his last role as the Dark Knight will be in the long-delayed movie, a long-delayed game, which I have requested copies of, but it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. That is his last recorded appearance as Batman. And, and, I, and that game has been delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed so many times, and I really hope it eventually does get released, because we'd all like to hear his last performance as that character. The movie itself, uh, to me, it still holds up. Now, what's funny about this movie, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. When this movie originally came out, and I, I still have a Phantasm figure somewhere in my collection. What was funny when this movie came out in theaters originally, uh, the, the when you had the toys for this, <laughs> The, I don't know what the toy manufacturers were thinking, and the movie people must have been just very mad at them. When they put out the Phantasm figure, they had it in the packaging, so the figure was unmasked. Unmasked. So the whole plot of the movie is here you have this nutball going around killing mobsters. All the police think it's Batman, and we don't find out the identity of that person until later on in the movie. So if you were a kid at the time, you know, you wanted the action figures of this, from this movie, or you're a parent buying it for the kid. You buy, like, the Phantasm one, and it's a big spoiler on there for that. And that's kind of like, <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> and, oh, and it's interesting, too, is uh, the recent footage I saw of San Diego Comic-Con, there's a company that is releasing a, a really nice-looking new Phantasm figure on a, I think it's a one six scale. I forget the exact scale, but it's pretty good size and it looks gorgeous. If I ever get the money and, and get a chance to, to get that figure and they had that one a phantasm, one a man bat and they look fantastic. And I would love to get an upgrade from my old phantasm figure from back in the day. Cause this one was just gorgeously sculpted. And, and it shows that the interest to this character, 30 years later, has still not gone away. The other main kind of actor, actor or actress, I guess, in this role is Dana Delaney as Andrea Beaumont, who is Bruce's love interest in this story. And it's one of these rare stories in Batman, and I'm not sure how much they did this in the animated series, where he potentially, he almost gave up being the Dark Knight for this woman. Because he, you know, he, he, the main reason he stayed a bachelor, of course, is because he couldn't, he never could figure out the balance. He couldn't justify putting his own life in danger if there was somebody waiting for him to come home. Which is considered, if you think about it. And so this woman was like uh, a contender to be Mrs. Bruce's Wayne. Miss, Mrs. Bruce Wayne. And yeah, it, it's, the emotions explored in that is kind of neat. So that 
is there. Mark Hamill is the Joker in this one. And yeah, I mean, it's just those two together are always good. And, and there's no doubt about it. Now, you would think with a, a, a 30th anniversary 4K edition of this release, oh, there'd be extras. There'd be piles of extras. It would just be chock-a-block full. Sadly, no. Uh, you know, all you get on this is you get... But the one extra you do get is good. I would have loved to have commentary on this. I would love to have more of a featurette specifically on making of this movie and, and, and stuff. That would have been cool. What you do get, and I'm not complaining they made it, but special features I would have preferred... A little meat on the bone, even back in the day when you got um, the just the Blu-ray of this release, you at least got the theatrical trailer. It was still bare bones, but you got the theatrical trailer, and that would have been nice if they'd included it here. But uh, what you what you do get is this great, you know, it's about thirty minutes or so. I wish it would have been longer. Called Kevin Conroy, I Am the Night, and this is a fascinating little featurette where it looks back on the career of Kevin Conroy as Batman. You hear from Andrea Andrea Romano, the, the voice director of many of the DC uh, AU features, you know, Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Superman. She was there for a lot of it. You hear you hear from, you know, you know Kevin Conroy himself in some old interviews from a lot of the, 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 the bigger people around uh, the DC universe. Nothing from Mark Hamill directly, which is a shame. I mean, they, they talk about how Mark liked to work with him, but no clips from Mark himself, and I thought that's a bit of a shame to it. But they really go over, you know, how Kevin embraced the role, and you do get a little talk about Mask of Phantasm, so there is a little bit of behind the scenes in it, but I, I wish there'd been a little more meat in the bones when it came to that. So that's cool. It would have been nice if they'd included, you know, maybe like a, a bonus cartoon, like because it was one episode of Justice League, I believe, back in the day, where there was a brief appearance of the Phantasm. Like, I blink and you miss it, cameo of that character. But it's not here. And which is strange, because I, I, I thought I saw something online that said that that episode was in this release. But it isn't. It's just the Kevin Conroy feature. So overall, if you have not gotten, if you've never gotten like this before, for some reason in 30 years, you haven't picked up a copy of this, absolutely pick this up. I love the slipcover though. It's very shiny and the new artwork is really cool. They're really embracing the shininess of the artwork. So yeah, if you haven't gotten this, pick it up. If you still had the Blu-ray version and you know, you want to keep that, maybe keep for the trailer, cool. Uh, I, I said I couldn't compare the Blu-ray to the 4K as, you know, playing this on my Xbox Series X and my 4K set, it did look good. It looked as good as it can do. Is it much of an upgrade from the original Blu-ray? Hard to say. It, it really didn't stand out like a lot of modern animation does in, on 4K Blu-ray, but uh, this is as good as you're going to get for this release well, when it comes to how, you know, it's a 30-year-old movie that wasn't shot in HD at the time. So it is what it is. A, a nice trip to the past. It, it's a nice addition to the collection. It's nice to have the best version of this movie I can get, really, visually. 
to this and, and a very interesting chapter in, in the Batman animated series run. So that is my take of Batman Mask of the Phantasm on 4K Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. <laughs> for this episode is The Flash, the ninth and final season, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Bros. Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Bros. Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this Blu-ray to review for the podcast. The opinions I express are my own. Now this, of course, is the ninth and final season of The Flash, Ramblers. And if you've been following my show for a long time, you know uh, I've, I've watched the show from the very beginning. And I've reviewed all the seasons of The Flash. If you want to go back into older episodes, you know, year by year... And here, all of my Flash season reviews for every season for the last nine years. Feel free to do so. Of course, I'll be giving out information at the end of the show where you can find all older clips of my program and where you can find more episodes if it's the first time you're listening to the show. So I, I've covered the show right from the start. And and I was, you know, it, I was, it was great to hear that it got renewed for a ninth season because there was a lot of doubt when this was going to happen. And, and a little disappointed that they got only get 13, but I thought, okay, you know, they've been told it's going to end. They, they are prepared. So it shouldn't, shouldn't have an ending like it, like, like Legends of Tomorrow did, where that ended on a huge cliffhanger where they thought they were going to get renewed. And sadly they didn't. And that <laughs> series is, you know, ended on a cliffhanger for all the time. And when I heard that this show was going to get it, that this end was, announced before i thought okay cool then maybe maybe because this show's ending maybe we'll get some loose ends tied up with say batwoman and legends of tomorrow which 
got canceled, but they didn't know they're going to cancel. Maybe they'll tie some of these bows together for The Flash Season 9. You think maybe they do that, right? Last Arrowverse show, standing, not counting Superman Lois, but they've kind of distanced themselves from the whole Arrowverse thing. That, oh, maybe we'll get some closure there. Now, we do get a bit of a Batwoman appearance, but it's not really any closure from how that show finished things up. It, it's still like, okay, and no signs of the Legends. So for all you guys out there who are thinking, oh, great, you know, the Legends of Tomorrow, they're, they're going to get like some kind of nod and maybe they'll tie it up and it won't leave this massive cliffhanger that disappointed a lot of people. Sorry, Ramblers. <laughs> I hate to be the burst your bubble, but no, that didn't happen. So what this last season was, was kind of a, you know, a goodbye to the Arrow universe, if, if you will. And, and it had some interesting points to it. And we'll go over that. Uh, I, I won't give you, know, I won't give you any spoiler details, but a lot of the show and is, you know, is not a lot. The good chunk of the show uh for this season is is you have this introduction of new rogues which is like oh well you know that could be cool if it went into other things but it doesn't you also get the the relationship between chuck and allegra that progresses a bit as well in this last season they hint at it, hint at it, hint at it and then finally something happens and what he knows with this last season i don't know at what point the flash turned into the cecile show but boy, this season, Cecile, 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 you'd almost think it was her show and not the Flashes. Because a lot of the storylines, a lot of the plot, you know, next to the whole Frost thing, revolves around her. She's, they, they portray her like, oh, she's the linchpin for this whole group. You know, if, if, if she does, isn't around, and you know, she needs to sacrifice her family time because of that. And that's and that's played by of course Danielle Nicolette. And I don't know. It it it's an odd thing. They make her so powerful this season. They, they turn her into a black female Charles Xavier. That's it. They give her pretty much all his powers. Telepathy, um, you know, reading people's minds, the whole telekinesis, the whole deal. It Charles Xavier. And so I thought this last season, I thought, okay, cool. Maybe this season. So, you know, some, you know, you know, stars from the past in the hourverse, maybe they'll come back and 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 you know do one last final hello. And yes and no, that happened. Yes, you get a return of a of a pretty significant, you know, hourverse character for at least one more episode so i was glad to see him come back yay um and 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 you get you know a few others uh wally comes back which is cool but and this is what gets me no cisco ramon for some reason not like like they, they kind of mention him but he doesn't get a mention he doesn't get, he gets a mention, but he never shows up on camera for nothing. We get an appearance from Naya, or Nia Nal from, 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 from Supergirl, <laughs> with no Cisco Ramon. You think he would like, 
and it makes me wonder did the approach the actor and he went like no I'm, I'm done with the show i left the show i'm not coming back and <laughs> that was the case and and what else and also notice too that the character of of joe west played by jesse l martin his character takes a bit of a step back uh in this season in that he kind of you know kind of um pushes away from from the group and and doesn't have as much camera time as the rest of them. Yeah, so yeah, so no no Cisco Ramon, no Carlos Valdez. He just so I was thinking he'd make a last minute appearance. No, he doesn't. Uh there. So that is that. I and and the, the character of um the pipe yeah so 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 that that that's kind of and and no <laughs> no Harley Sawyer no Ralph Dibney man he is so gone so he didn't even come back whatsoever so don't even like think that that was gonna happen so so you have that and and so the first part of the season is is kind of this this rogues gallery coming back and this weird threat from this character that's from the comics Red Death. The reveal, some people think it's cool. Some people read the comics and be going like, why wasn't it who it should have been? That's the Flash. And the last half of the season is very much, um, yeah, so, so we have a, a weird kind of um, return of a character and and, and it kind of a re reflective kind of moment. So a lot of the the first part is more of the fighting, but it's a lot of talking. Also, the biggest change for season nine, and this reminded me a lot of Angel season five. Could have been in four, but I think it happened in five. If, if you're a fan of Angel, the TV show, I was. This character is this character in Angel called Fred. And and if you were a longtime viewer of Angel, poor Fred an angel met a horrible fate and i'm sorry if this is a spoiler but angel's been over for years people met a horrible fate where her character uh, her personality gets gutted from the inside and a new creature takes over her body and the old fred is wiped out completely they do something very similar to this and but it's the same actress she just portrays a completely different person. They do something very similar to good, good old Daniel Panabaker and, and Caitlin Snow. At the end of the, the eighth season, we have this big cliffhanger on what's going on because, you know, uh, the, the Bane is trying to get Frost back. And, and we get a big reveal that, that at the start of the show, Caitlin Snow is gone, Frost is gone, in 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 place of a new character, this completely new person, and and that's explored throughout the season. So, so you start season going, what happened to Caitlin? <laughs> so it's an odd change, and and they did that. What I was hoping for in this final season was a bit of a. A big rush at the end. I've always thought if a show's going to go out and knows it's going out, it should go out big. This show didn't. 
the 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 ending of the the program was very very lackluster it was very like okay so after nine years instead of ending in some big kind of crisis kind of big finale it's like oh it's done it's very blah it's very blase at the end of the season we do get introduced to three possible new speedsters two names i had to look up one name I knew. <laughs> and you're thinking, okay, is that meant to be a weird kind of spin-off idea? Or where are they going with this? But they, so who knows if DC or Warner Brothers will do anything with that. <laughs> but the other, the one name I knew, the other two female names, I had to look them up, but they actually are legit characters in the Flash universe. And the choices they made but those characters, very interesting, very interesting indeed. So keep that in mind when you watch it. Now, one of the things I've noticed over the years when it comes to the Flash TV show on physical media, and I probably talked about this in a previous review, and this is my last chance to talk about it now, so I'm gonna, is, is the lack, is special features. When this show first came in home video, and, and this has been a trend that's been happening for the last few years, this show, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, all the shows, <laughs> Supergirl, they were so full of extras. You had behind-the-scenes featurettes, you had commentary even in some of the episodes, and, and it was minutes, like a good chunk of extras. And as the seasons and the years went by, I saw that amount of extra drop, 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 drop. And I also saw the trend to where they would take one featurette and they repeat it across all the different TV shows. And that's like, that is so lazy. Why can't we have something new? And sadly, for the last season of Flash, I thought, okay, okay, Warner, this is your chance to redeem yourself after last few seasons of barely any extras other than just be happy the shows are coming out in video. <laughs> all we get is a gag reel, which I'm all for, deleted scenes, and the featurette, The Flash, the saga of a Scarlet Speed student. Thinking like, well, that sounds cool. And it is a good featurette. It goes over the whole history of The Flash, talks to many of the, the past actors the the present day ones like the, from the animated to live action so it's a good overview of the characters but there's an issue with this in that there is a repeat this isn't the only place you'll find this featurette and we'll get into that in the next review on the show so I thought, come on, where is a cast roundtable to find out the fi finish out the show that they have Supergirl? They talk about favorite memories. Where are some commentaries, at least on the first and the last episode? Where, where are all my featurettes? Danana. So that's a little disappointing. I'm going to be honest. I kind of thought there'd be more. Uh, the rest of the season, it's, it's pretty good performance. Grant Gustin is is great as a Flash. Uh, I will always, you know, he's just a great performer. Candace Patton as Irish West, Ir Irish, Iris West Allen. 
is she is what she is. Even near the end, I didn't find her that appealing still. <laughs> but it is what it is. And and it's I've never seen a woman so fight. She has this great future in front of her, filled with like great stuff. She's that I, I I just want to find it. I want to make my own choices. I I just don't I don't want to be like my whole you know future is predetermined. Even though it's good, I want to make my own decisions and things. It's like, well, lady, you're married to a time traveler. You're married to the fastest man. Goes to the territory. So that is. Oh yeah, overall, a interesting season to the Flash. Was it the big series finale? Hourverse finale show what I wanted it to be? No. Uh, do what I love to see Grant Gustin back as a Flash one time, and he has said in interviews that he's more than willing to be there again if need be. Yes. I just don't know what form it's going to take, but I feel it's not going to be anything that's done by Berlanti and crew. One more thing I wanted to add with Flash before I finish the review. I, I will agree with a lot of people. I found the the just very similar to Supergirl. I found the earlier seasons more enjoyable when the show was less wokey and less trying to, oh, we need to make a statement. We need to, we need to, you know, keep to agenda. We need to keep saying something every episode or all the time. It's not just good about entertaining people, make interesting stories. We have to like messageize it as much as we can. And that is something I, I think, yeah. I wish they hadn't gone that way. I wish they'd stay a little pure to just make it a good, decent superhero action show. And also note, John Wesley Ship does return this season one final time. It is great to see him. That, those were the highlights for me is seeing him come back in this show and get another kick at the can at the Flash character and being in the Flash universe. So that's cool. And, and it was, I'm glad he at least made it into the final season of the show. So that is my take of The Flash, the ninth and final season on the Blu-ray. Good to see the great folks at Wonder Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. If I could turn back time If I could find a way I'd take back those words that hurt you And you'd stay I don't know why I did the I did. I don't know why I said the things I said. Pride like an African cut deep inside. Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes.
4K movie review for this episode is The Flash. Courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this movie to review for the podcast. The opinions I express are my own. <laughs> now, this is the much-anticipated Flash movie that got delayed and delayed and delayed again due to the global pandemic. So it got pushed back so many times and is the 13th installment in the DCEU and second to last installment if Aquaman goes like it's supposed to go on December 20th of this year. So it kind of wraps up the whole Snyderverse in a very interesting bow. Now, I got here front with you, Ramblers, and I said this probably when I talked about the Justice League movies. Ezra Miller would not be my first choice to cast as Barry Allen. It's just something about him in all these movies. He just doesn't really scream the character. He's a little too weird. And in this movie... Oof. Yeah, they, they, they go full board with this one. It, it, the storyline is similar to Flashpoint, but it does take some kind of nuances. The, the, the director of this was Andy Muschietti, who, of course, last directed It, the uh, It revival movies for Warner Brothers. So that's his, you know, that's where you've seen his work before. And, and I, you know, I was kind of excited to hear that they do a live action version of Flashpoint. Because if you know all your flashes, Flashpoint is when the comics Barry Allen decided to go back in time and 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 fix it so that his mother didn't die, right? So to try to save his mother. In this movie, that it, it's similar to that. And you know what's always the rule in time travel? That's like the old butterfly effect where even if your intentions are good, if you just change one little thing, you may not get the outcome exactly what you thought you were going to get because messing with time like that if it's anything we've learned in sci-fi it never always gives you what you want now this movie does mark the return of of uh, michael keaton as batman which is really cool i mean that's one of the main reasons why people went to see it 
And I thought Keaton did a great job with it. And we do get a reappearance of the Batwing. They tease the Batmobile. It's like, oh, looky, the Batmobile's right here. Do you ever see him drive it? And so that was a little disappointing. So what happens in this movie, just like similar to what happened in the old Flash TV show, Barry Allen discovers that he can now run so fast that he can run back in time. And he goes back to kind of change things to, to, to one, restore his mom to the land of the living, and two, to, to kind of keep his dad out of prison. Because what happens originally is that his mother is killed and his dad is framed for the, the murder. Now, in this version, uh, uh, there's a twist to it in that the, the alibi for Barry's dad isn't that good because they show... Because in this movie, he went out to get a can of soup and then um, Iris got killed, right? And in this movie, it, it, he still isn't home, but he's in a grocery store. And the big stickler is the footage shows a guy looking for, for, for a can of soup, but you never see his face. And so they try to say in the defense says, oh, well, and the prosecutor goes, well, you really didn't see his face in this. And, you know, he was the last person with the dead woman, so he got convicted. And in Ezra, Barry Allen wants to change that fact. He wants to have his cake and eat too. He not only wants to have his mother back in the land of the living, but he also wants his dad out of prison. And, and that's kind of the whole thing of it. And in this movie... What they do is they, they retcon Barry's origin. In the comics, Barry was a white guy through and through, right? And and didn't have, to my knowledge back in the comics, his parents weren't mixed race. They were just white folks. In this one, they, much like, you know, it seems to be a trend now with superheroes, they, they retcon his origin that his white, his mom, this one is Hispanic. <laughs> in the movie... But that's not how it is in the comics. So they completely change that fact. So Barry goes back, changes things, and this causes a flashpoint thing where he comes back to what he thinks is his own timeline. But as we all know, when it comes to messing with time, when you do that, you don't always come back to the point you wanted to. And he finds, you know, no, the Baffleck is not there, and all the metahumans don't exist. <laughs> so so he has to not only enlist the aid have an alternative timeline version himself but uh, Michael Keaton and a very different take of Supergirl which at first I was like oh man why are they doing this to Supergirl and I, I liked the performance of the actress I, I was skeptical at first but I think she does a good job with what they give her and in some ways, if that is going to be the end of that, that is very much a wasted effort. Uh, good old Jeremy Irons returns as Alfred Pennyworth for a brief little scene. Again, I said, you have Batfleck comes back. There are some other Justice Leaguers that return. But if you're hoping to see Henry Cavill, no. <laughs> you do not see a full, you know, that that's one thing where they really dropped the ball, but he he's... Like Superman shown in footage, but it's just good old CGI soups and not 
casual person. There's all and there's a lot that they really lean into heavy with the slow mo slow mo effects. We are done a lot. And there's one point where uh, Barry has to save a bunch of babies who are falling out of a building, and he saves one by to protect it, throwing it into a microwave. <laughs> it's like a uh, suffocation, Barry. <laughs> and it's also during the picture, Barry meets his alternative timeline south. He's like, hey, party dude. Like he's from Biodome. He's probably sure. <laughs> Biodome. And 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 the 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 other version of him gets flash powers. But he forgets the cardinal rule of speed, super speed, is that unless you have a protected super suit, uh, you will lose your clothes very quickly uh, in this one. And, and this results in a scene that I see more of Ezra Miller than I ever wanted to see. And that's why I have a partial nudity warning in this. And it's like, that is just... Not appropriate. Oh, and, and the, the actress uh, played uh, Flash's mom is Nora Allen, the character, not Iris. Allen, and that's played by Mary Bell Verdoux. So it, it's it's one of these movies that it wants you to like Ezra Miller. It's like, look, we're trying to make him all sympathetic and stuff. You should like him. And eh. The, the, main, the main reason to really watch this, to me, is... As is Michael Keaton as Batman. He is just fantastic. That is the highlight for me, really. And and the way he explains time travel with spaghetti, that's something. And, and it was great to see him in the suit again. So that is cool. And they also introduced the multiverse in this where Barry gets to a certain point and he's like, seeing the multiverse, lots of cool cameos, including a cameo of a version of a character that was going to be made, but never did. And it's all CGI and CGI at some points is like, could you spend a little bit more to make it better? But there's a experience of a version of, uh, uh, of a character played by an actor, which will probably be the only version we'll ever see of that character. And that, that was cool. I, I didn't know about that. I specifically tried to stay away from spoilers. So there is that brief little multiverse segment, but it's brief and doesn't last very long. You also have um, uh, Michael Shannon does come back as Zod. So that's cool. There is a dark flash brought in, but it's like, it's the reason why those figures didn't sell well. Because it's just a weird looking character. Overall, it, it is what it is. There's an ending shot uh, sequence where where it just proves the rule. Time travel is very unpredictable. And we get a cameo from an actor from a previous DC movie that's like, okay, I didn't see that coming. There's also a post, a second end credit sequence starting another JLAer that is just weird and like, okay, see, so attack that off. 
you know, you know, overall, the 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 effects on this movie are good. Some of the action sequences are good. Is this a great movie? Uh, it could have been better. I can see why, in a way, this was one of the largest box office bombs that Warner Brothers has ever had. I see a lot of people like just you know, like this isn't the movie I thought it will be. I can see why DC held on to this and Warner Brothers held on to us because this does serve as a pretty big reset for the Snyderverse and a hasta luego, hasta bye bye, and 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 kind of separating themselves from the previous DC universe characters. Where this goes from there, I don't know. I mean. Keaton was supposed to return again in the bat suit for the Batgirl movie, but that has been shink, chopped, and that will never see the light of day. So we did miss out on a chance to see him further in the suit and see what that brings. But I, I think it's cool. I think it's great that Keaton agreed to do this. It's just a shame that his other appearance we will never get to see uh, officially, and that's a bummer. Four extras on this in this digital release. Not bad. I do like the slip cover with the shiny. DC is doing that a lot with this. You do, now keep in mind with this 4K. You just get the 4K disc and digital code. You don't get the regular Blu-ray for this. So if you don't have a 4K player, you're going to be you know you just be stuck with the digital code. Four extras. You get a good chunk of featurettes on the making of this movie. So I will give credit where credit's due. They they do give you a, a good, you know, amount of featurettes on this. So so there's, you know, if they didn't go too skimpy with it, because, you know, I hate when they do that, when they just, like, don't give you a lot to work with. So, yeah, so you do get a, a, a good chunk of extras with this film. And 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 they do talk about the Batcave and how this is like the biggest Batcave they ever did, and that uh, Keaton took pictures for Burton, and that doesn't surprise me. But they actually had to tear it down. Like, yeah, like that's man. But put, put all that money, all that effort into a movie set just to have it destroyed, man, that's gonna suck a blow. And and that is. Really a shame that they couldn't at least keep it. But that, in a way, also shows that it's like, okay, we did this. We, we appeased you fans. We're not going to go back to this universe. We want to, you know, go somewhere different. You know, well, when it comes to that. And, you know, uh, I guess that's what they wanted to do. And that it does send a, a clear message uh, that, you know, that they don't want to go into this universe anymore. And that's a shame. When it comes to, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, the, the next to Momoa, uh, uh, I'll go on that is the last kind of, I don't know, um, entry into this universe. I don't think there'll be any more. And that is a shame because I think I know a lot of people didn't like the Snyderverse, but it is what it is. The, the the 4K copy does look good, though. I mean, it's it looks as good as the movie is going to look. For your extras, you do get, and as I said in the in the movie, the TV show review, you, you do get 
the you do get the that same featurette of 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 um You do get the same feature at the Flash, the Saga, and the Scarlet Speedster. So that is still, and it, and it still reserves as a nice kind of overall look at the character in its various incarnations. You do get, uh, you do get the um, the making the Flash of worlds collide. So featurette on the, the multiverse of it. Let's go nuts! Batman returns again. So featurette on Keaton coming back to being Batman. Although. You never hear Keaton talk about doing it again. Just other people like, oh, it's good to have him back. Like, why isn't Michael Keaton talking about coming back to the role after all those years? I uh, get Supergirl, Last Job of Krypton, featurette where they talk about Supergirl, and the actress is, at least is interviewed for this. And you get Flashpoint, introducing multiverse featurette. So you do get all of those with it. Uh, and and you do get and now you get the, the bat chase as well. Which is the 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 action sequence? They get a, a feature on that feature on the Dark Flash. Uh, you do get um, lots of deleted scenes, which is cool. And the 4K does give you more additional features than the Blu-ray, right? So with the blue with the 4K, you do get the um, you get the quite a few lot more extra extras and extra featurettes and stuff that the Blu-ray doesn't regularly doesn't have. So if you're a featurette kind of person, this is definitely one to get. One thing they, they both have in common. Now, I'll I'll be honest, I didn't ramblers, I didn't have time to listen to this all. But the other bit is they have a uh, they include in this the Flash Escape the Midnight Circus podcast. This is a six-part original scripted uh full cast audio series. Featuring the characters Max Greenfield as a Flash, in in as as a featurette, and that's cool that they that they did that. Uh, I didn't get a chance to listen to it all, but it's neat that that's something there. Is this a trend that they'll do? I don't know. One thing that was missing from this, and I don't know why it was missing, and it should have been there. No audio commentary by the director. I mean, the director talks about, oh, he loves the Flash and loves all this. But where, where is audio commentary by the director, by, you know, the star of the show, some other people? Where is that? So that is sorely missing from it. So that is kind of weird. It is what it is. I mean, uh, if you want a bit of nostalgia for Keaton, this is worth getting. I, I still to this day... I'm not impressed by Ezra Miller. Uh, I think um, <laughs> I I hope I'd love to see Grant take on if they do more movies. And and the, the decision his character does at the end of this is so like, dude, did you not learn from before that like messing with the past in any way is not going to give you the outcome that you totally want? There's going to be a little bit of a hitch to it. It's like, I just want to swat him against the side of the head. <laughs> That's just how he makes me feel. So that is my take of The Flash, the movie, on 4K Blu-ray. Courtesy of the great folks of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment.
to wrap things up in this edition of the show. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. As always, you can touch me in a number of ways. You're going to check me out on Twitter or X, formerly Twitter, at Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me and I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets, likes, and shares. And if you follow me, I will follow you. Of course, you can check out all the episodes right here on the Talk Show Network on caller ID 18411. And if you want to trip back to the past, 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 you can check out my older episodes on my original home on the internet at Libsyn. That's HTTP, full column, backslash, backslash, Ramblin' Russ, R-I-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn, that's dot L-I-B-S, as in Sierra, Y as in Yankee, and as in November, dot com. That's the original home on the internet where I have over six plus years of podcasting goodness going from, you know, when I started 2016 to when I switched over to here at Talk Show around 2013. Of course, you can check out new episodes as well of the current version of the show on Spotify and Google Play and various directories across the World Wide Web, podcast directories, and older shows you can check as well as world, uh, various directories across the World Wide Web. And in iTunes under podcasts, it's like Ramble Russell. You can find my older episodes there. What's coming up on future episodes of the show? Lots to talk about, you know. Even though a certain film company is not sending me stuff anymore, and that's a shame. And uh, if you follow my show and you uh, pay attention to what I talk about, you'll notice an absence of certain titles from a certain movie uh, company that doesn't want to send me stuff anymore. I'm still getting by, so thank you to all the other film companies who still believe in me and send me stuff to talk about. Coming up on future episodes of the show, uh, you'll have my uh, 4K Blu-ray reviews of, speaking of Blast in the Past and older films, Rio Bravo starring good old John Wayne, Dean Martin, and Ricky Nelson on 4K, as well as the classic uh, East of Eden starring James Dean, so as, and keeping on the animated side, Rick and Morty, the complete seasons 1 to 6 on Blu-ray, and... And I will be getting a, a a copy sent to me of the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. So that is coming some, hopefully by the next show. I hope to have a review copy of that. We're looking forward to that. If you listen to the show, you know that I had mixed feelings about the original Spider-Verse movies. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to see how they go when it, when it comes to this one. Because I don't know. I, I rewatched the first one again. I'll... Keep my second impressions of the first one when I review second. Uh, and keeping the animated theme, I do have a copy coming my way of Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Uh, that is on the way to me, as well as uh, movies, uh, hopefully in the near future, of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. A physical copy of that. And the movie The Boogeyman. Heading <laughs> my way to check out. And the movie No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm very courtesy of Sony Pictures. So a lot of titles in the wing on the way as, you know, it's August, September, October. It's always my busiest time of year, and I'm going to try to keep up as much as I can for you guys. If you want to help out with the show, I would appreciate it. You can always check out my webs- my link to my Amazon wish list. Any items in the wish list that are purchased for the show to help me out, because remember, I don't have Discord I don't have membership or anything of that at this present time. So if you want to help me out, any items that are picked off the Amazon wish list, I will review on the show. If you want to remain anonymous, you can. But if you don't, I will gladly credit you for picking out that device, that item. I have lots of different things there. Many things 
on that list I've been thinking about talking about and I'm gauging interest here. So if you want to do that, you can involve different price ranges. And if you're in the itch for an action figure, please uh, check out Entertainment Earth and use my code RAMRUS10. That's R-A-M-R-U-S-S-1-0. That'll give you 10% off any orders from that website. And any orders that are $79 or more U.S. do ship free. So give them a chance if you're looking for some action figures. Any If you use that promo code, that helps me out too because it, it makes them know that um, that you're listening to the show and, and it will be future beneficial later. And speaking of action figures, I know I keep talking about this and I will pull the trigger soon. I have lots of footage I've recorded of some action figures I have purchased over the last few months and for my brand new um, website, uh, brand new YouTube page called the Ramble Russell Video Vault. I will. <laughs> I have so much footage shot. I need to edit it together and get it out. And once I start editing and getting them out, they're going to be really regular. I'm going to test out the waters of YouTube, see how they go. Keep in mind, some of the reviews are figures that have come out quite a while ago, but you'll get my take on it. I don't have a fancy setup like some other YouTubers, but I'm going to test the waters, and I hope you check out these YouTube videos when I get posted. I'll put the link to the website, YouTube channel, once it launches. I hope you check it out. I hope you give me feedback and let me know. Uh, uh, it's something I want to try, and I'm curious to see your take on my take of action figures. I've got like a good variety of them and from lots of different lines, and I hope you like uh, how I do them. So that is coming up soon. Before the end of the year, <laughs> I will get those dang videos out. Oh, I know. I, I've been talking about this for a while. Anyway, that is it for me on this program. Thank you for sticking with me all these years, 17 years, and still going. That is me. So bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.